How are you all? Great. Great to see you here today. See you here and see you here today. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Here we go. We'll find out who's got a sense of humour and who doesn't today, probably. Anyway, so my message is weapons of warfare. And uh, when God created this earth, he looked and saw that it was good. He made everything perfect and everything good. And Adam and Eve were placed in the garden and they were instructed to tend it. But Adam and Eve yielded to Satan's deception, unfortunately, and they sinned. And their sin brought the fall of mankind. And death and destruction entered the earth. And where once Adam and Eve had dominion in the earth, Satan took over the dominion meant for mankind. So the Bible is very clear about the warfare that is going on in the earth. Uh, good versus evil. There's two. There's good, evil. And Jesus said, the devil comes to kill, steal and destroy. So demonic spirits want to control people for that very purpose of killing, stealing, destroying. And, but the good news is Jesus came that we might have life and life in abundance. So, 1 John 5.19, it says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So Satan and his demons, they're not here to play, play nice games with us. They're not here to be good to us at all. They hate mankind because we were made in the image of God. And they especially hate the body of Christ, because we are standing in their way to take control of the whole earth. It says in Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 13, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So that's the whole atmosphere around this earth. Therefore, because of that, take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand. So we're the body of Christ and we stand. We stand against Satan's... Uh, tricks and his um, attacks against us, we stand. So how do we fight against these weapons aimed against us? And what weapons do we have as believers? The battlefield of the Christian is in the mind. Every battle fought and lost is in the mind. Every battle fought and won is in the mind. So firstly, as believers, we need to understand what Jesus accomplished on the cross. Colossians 2, 13 to 15 says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him. If you know Jesus Christ, he's your Lord, he's your Saviour, you have been made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, all sin, having wiped out the hand writing of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. That's through the cross. 
So Jesus stripped Satan of all of his authority against the believers. He took from him the keys of hell, death, and the grave. So it is our responsibility to enforce what Jesus has done for us. Satan is a killer, a thief, and a destroyer. Jesus said Satan comes to kill, steal, destroy. That makes him a killer, a thief, and a destroyer. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it life in abundance. So Satan is a liar. He is the father of lies. Lies came from him. He lied. He introduced lies here. He lied to Adam and Eve in the garden. It lying came from Satan himself. He lies about his authority. He lies about his power. He has no power over the believers who know who they are in Christ. Satan has no power over those who know their authority in the spirit realm and know how to use that authority. He has no power over those who know how to use the weapons of our warfare. See, God didn't leave us without weaponry. He didn't leave us vulnerable to Satan's attack. So it is our duty as believers to shut him down, shut Satan down, shut him down in our homes, in our workplaces, in our government, because we are told to pray for government. We've got to shut down uh, demonic things that are happening. And in our nation, we have the authority and power to do this. You are greater than you think you are. You have more power than you think you have. You're powerful. Christ in you. Christ in you. The anointed one in you. Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit. You have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. The trouble is many Christians have never been taught about authority. Uh, and in this church that shouldn't be the case because it's something that we have been big on, especially in the past. So we need to know our authority so that when Satan attacks, we don't fold in, fold up and give in at all. You know, you'll never win a battle when you lay down your weapons and surrender. Never surrender to his attacks. Never, never give in to him. Satan I'm talking about. Never give in to him. So no army can win a war if they do not deploy their weapons. Many Christians are like defenseless ducks. <laughs> I was correct on this in, in the first thing. On the lake, during duck season, well, I was told they, they're not sitting there. Is that right, Gordon? Oh, that's the thing. See, I didn't know that. They're sitting there, but you, they can't be shot at while they're on the lake. And I said, that, well, that totally... Uh, mucked up my, my little <laughs> my, my story there and I haven't had time to think up another one so, um, so perhaps we should be sitting like ducks on the lake where the devil can't fire at us okay we put up our shields against his attacks so we never are to give in to fear to worry, to doubt, to unbelief to strive, don't give in to these things instead resist doubts Resist fear, resist temptations, resist symptoms that come against your body. Bitterness, resist bitterness, strife and sin and unforgiveness and anger. We resist these things. 
It says in James 4, 7, therefore submit to God. So we submit to God's will and God's ways, God's word. We resist the devil and he will flee from you. When you put up a resistance and you start to push back, it says he will flee. Satan will flee from you. That word flee means to run as if in terror. And that, you know, he's, he's actually scared of the believer and he's so scared that uh, everyone, the body of Christ, will rise up in this authority like never before. Because I tell you, when that has happened, his days are numbered. So the only anger we are allowed as believers is, in, is uh, righteous indignation or anger. So when you see injustice or attacks on the innocent, when you face attacks for yourself and against your family, we need to rise up. We need to have holy anger on the inside and say, how dare you come and touch my family? How dare you? How dare you do that? You know, you've got to stand up and know your authority because Satan has no right to come against you. He has no right to come against your family or your loved ones at all. But we have to know what we can do about it. Just don't give in and say, oh, this is terrible. Everything's going, you know, upside down. It's going terrible. No, you stand up in who you are, a blood-bought child of the living God, and you just poke your finger in the devil's face and tell him where to go. Amen. So it's high time for the body of Christ to rise up in the spirit and declare we are blood-bought children of the Most High God. And we will not give in to his pressure. We're not given to worry. We're not given to fear. We're not given to bitterness or anger or sin or unbelief. We will not. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So we've got weapons of warfare which are mighty for pulling down strongholds of the enemy. It says in 1 Timothy 6.12, we are to fight the good fight. What's a good fight? Yeah, the one you win. It's not a good fight if you're left beaten on the ground, is it? We should leave Satan beaten on the ground. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because, you know, when we believe God's word and act on it by faith, in faith, we will always overcome what Satan is trying to bring against us. So I'm going to give you nine weapons of warfare that you can use against Satan. And some of these um, weapons might surprise you. Now, there, there are even more, but here's nine, because that's enough for one, one feed, isn't it? <laughs> so this one might surprise you. Weapon number one is holiness. Yeah, did you expect that? Yes. <laughs> He did. Good on you. Yeah. So 1 Peter 1, 15, 16 says, But he, as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So we're called to live holy lives. Colossians 3, 2 and 3 says, Set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, the old you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Isn't that amazing? Your life is hidden now with Christ in God. So when Satan looks at you, he, should see, he, he shouldn't even be able to recognize you because he sees Christ. You're hidden. 
with Christ in God. The giveaway is your mouth or your actions. <laughs> That's the giveaway. He thought, oh, okay. He's a sitting duck. There is a sitting duck. <laughs> okay. Verse 5, it says, Therefore put to death your members, that's, you know, tongue, mouth, brain, eyes, ears, uh, are, which are on the earth. Put to death your members which are on the earth. In other words, you're still alive. You're on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires and covetousness, which is idolatry. Verse 8. But now you yourselves put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Verse 9 and 10. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man. You've put off the old you. It's no longer you that lives, but Christ lives in you. Isn't that how it goes? Verse 10. And you've put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So we're now in the image of Christ. When we choose to live holy lives, we shut the door on demonic powers. Jesus could say, Satan could find nothing in me because he walked in holiness. There was nothing in his life that would give Satan any foothold. Satan tried. He was always looking for that moment he could, he could get him. The only moment he could was when he died on that cross and gave up his spirit. And Satan thought, I've got him. He must have sinned and I didn't see it. He was wrong. Sent for a big shot. Okay, number two, another weapon, love. Love is a weapon. In 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, I haven't got that, I haven't, <laughs> haven't got it written here, but love is not touchy, la da da, love is, <laughs> you've got it. We'll get Lisa to read in her big Bible. She can read it with it. You can even take your glasses off, Lisa. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, show us. Prove that it's right. Come on. That, that Bible. The Bible. Big. Do you want me to? Do you want to put it there and we can read it? Yeah, oh, it is big print. See, Truly yeah, is, yes. It is. Yes. I could read it from here. <laughs> <laughs> so 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8 mm -hmm. says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. Amen. That's good. Thanks, Lisa. Great. You can, do you want to leave that with me? No, you can take it. <laughs> That's cool. So, you, <clears throat> you know, you should spend time in those scriptures, because sometimes... In fact, I, that's what I did. I remember when I first got a hold of how important love was and I, I had it all typed. In those days, you had to type things and have computers. Not that long ago, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, but I had those scriptures there. They were in the Amplified and I, 
I would stick them in the kitchen, in the bathroom, on my, in the, my bedroom. So that I, would keep, I wanted that word in me because I wanted to, be, to walk in love, God's kind of love. And when you get those scriptures in you, it reminds you, okay, you know, if you start getting touchy or fretful, it says, you know, I thought, right, that's not love. And that actually helped me because then I just, when I find you're fretting about something or you're, you know, you're getting touchy about something, okay, Lord, that's, been, that's not love. That's not your kind of love. And I'm not going to, I choose not to get touchy or fretful. <clears throat> so that's just a little hint. If you want to walk in love, because love is a weapon against the enemy and nothing can hurt you. It says, I'm not sure where I got to, but anyway, um, did I get to 1 John 5.18? No? Okay, here we go. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. But he who has been born of God keeps or guards himself and the wicked one does not touch him. You see, love acts as a weapon against Satan's attack. Tax. Okay, I want to give you another one. The third is the word of God, and it's an attack weapon. If you like really sticking it in the devil's face, word is very good. Uh, when Jesus went into the wilderness, remember he went in there for 40 days, he fasted for 40 days and nights, and he defeated every temptation of the devil by responding with the word of God. It is written. And Satan had no answer to it. And he, after the fourth time, whatever, he left him. And so, you know, we need to use the word of God. When he comes at you with something or, or, or you, you feel angry about something, then there is righteous indignation or righteous anger. But, you know, unfairly being angry or whatever, the word is, will keep you right. It will keep you right. So the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. It says that in, in Ephesians six seventeen, And when you de declare the word of God in the face of attacks of the enemy, fear, you know, say, I'm not being given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So that's your weapon. So when fear comes, spirits of fear come, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love and a sound mind. I refuse to fear. Okay. Okay, and, and sickness, when sickness comes, comes, you use the word. Say, the, Father, your word says that Jesus bore all my sicknesses, he carried my pains, and with his stripes, I am healed. So when you're using the word against all his attacks, when there's failure or whatever, you know, you could just turn that on him. Say, well, so you're the failure. He's the failure. So the word, it's living, it's powerful, and it's sharper <clears throat> than any two-edged sword. And it disarms the enemy. It disarms him and destroys his attacks against you and your family. So remember it always. God's word is living and it's powerful. That's why it's so powerful because it's living. You get it in your mouth, it's alive. In the spirit realm, you'd, you'd see it almost going out of your mouth. It's alive, absolutely alive. And it will cut the enemy to bits and destroy his attacks. That's one of my favourite weapons, that one. <laughs> the fourth weapon, and this is a funny one, repentance. Be quick to repent. Be, when you miss it, when you lose it, you blow your top, you've lost your temper or whatever, get right with God immediately. Repent, say, 
Get under the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, Father, I forgive me. I lost it. I shouldn't have done that. And I just ask, clean, I just cleanse myself with the blood of Jesus Christ. And it says in John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that good? That's good. So Jesus said Satan could find nothing in him to accuse him of because he always walked in love and did that which was pleasing to God. And remember, we're in the world, but we're not of it. We don't participate with the world's sins. We don't react the same way the world reacts. When you miss it, repent, though. If you do miss it, which we do, repent. So Satan has no legal access to, to attack you. You need to declare, I am washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have no legal access to my life. If you repent, you tell him, you have no legal access to my life because I'm washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. So number five is resistance. James 4, 7, therefore submit to God or submit to his word, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist him. It's like a pushback. You're going to push back. When he comes at you, you push back, you resist, and you, you stand against the temptations to sin. You, you stand against the doubt and the fear or to, to be bitter or to be angry. You resist that temptation. Say, I refuse that. I resist you. I'm submitting to the word of God, and I resist you, devil, and you can just pack your bags and go. So we've got to stand up in faith and push back the enemy, and he will flee. God said it. Submit to God, number one, and submit to his word. Resist the devil, and he will, he will flee from you. Okay, so we just got to resist all those temptations to lose our temper, to use foul language, to use corrupt language, to steal. Not sure that any of you would do that, but anyway. Steal, to murmur, to hold on to unforgiveness to hate, all of these things. Resist the temptation. Number six, we're doing very well. <laughs> we're flying through this. Praise and thanksgiving, great weapon. It says in Psalm 34.1, praise shall continually be on my lips. Psalm 8.2, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants you have ordained praise because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and avenger. So when you start praising, in the midst of a trial, or you're just praising, you know, it says that you will silence the avenger. If he's attacking your mind, if he's attacking you about something, if he's putting condemnation on you, on you just say, no, I don't receive that, and just start praising God and thanking God, and you'll find that uh, he will flee. He will go. He has to go. So praise will shut him down, and it will silence the demonic plans and attacks against us every time. There's something powerful that is released when we praise God that it literally stops Satan in his tracks. In the Old Testament, the armies of the Ammonites and the Moabites had come to fight against Judah. Well, what did God instruct them to do? He says, I want all the praises, the priests and the praises to go in front of the armies. Isn't that funny? 
put the armies at the back. <laughs> All the weapons are at the back. But God put the powerful weapons in the front. It was the praises. And they were to say this, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And as they did that, the Lord sent ambushes against their enemies and they were all destroyed. So that's a powerful weapon, praising like that. Absolutely. So number seven, <clears throat> another weapon is prayer. This is a vital one. Psalm 34 verse 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. If you have got troubles, get that word, look, read that word, and, and act on that word. Take that word for what it says. You're the righteous. If you're born of the Spirit of God, you're righteous in God's eyes. You know? So you, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. He always hears. He always hears us. And he will deliver you out of your troubles if you will start praising God and, and you're praying he will deliver you. His ears are always open to the prayers of the righteous. And even, funnily enough, the unrighteous. Because if they cry out to God, God's not going to not respond. If they are crying out to him, he will definitely answer. So how much time do you devote to prayer? Are you praying to change your circumstances or for others or for the nation? You know, this is the greatest weapon we have, and it gives us access to the throne of God. Isn't that amazing? We have access to the throne of God. God's ears are open to our prayers 24-7. It says God never slumbers nor sleeps. So it's okay. You know, it's never too early, it's never too late with God. He's always awake and he's always available. Isn't that great? He's always available and he's always Hearkening to the voicing of the prayers of the saints. Absolutely. All right, another weapon, joy and laughter. I like this one. Psalm 511 says, But let all those who rejoice, who put their trust in you, let them ever shout with joy because you defend them. Let all who love your name be joyful in you. You know, and it says in... Um, in Proverbs 17.22, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone. You know, even non-Christians can get themselves well through, through laughter and through joy. And it's been documented. Somebody had, was, had cancer, and he, he, so he started to list, put on you know, movies and things that were funny and laughed his way back to health. So a merry heart does good, like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. So if you're having a fight with health or whatever, get a merry, have a merry heart, and apply these weapons to the to your fight, so that you can win. God wants you to win, absolutely, He does. Job five twenty two says, "At destruction and famine, I will laugh." I like that. I've used that one. You know, sometimes at destruction of famine, I will laugh. So, you know, when Satan's attacking, I just say, ha, 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 ha. I put this laugh on. Ha, 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 Satan. No, 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 no. At destruction and famine, I will laugh. 
your defeated foe. Amen? Amen. So that's good. So put a, fake it till you make it. That's what I say. Absolutely. And in Psalm 103, 4, it says, He redeems your life from destruction. So we can laugh because, you know, I've used that and I said, Satan, my life has been redeemed from destruction and I'm just laughing at you. You can't do this. You can't put this on me, whatever. So we can laugh at things which he tries to bring against us because we know God's promises and we know God will step in and destroy Satan's attacks. So the last one I have is declarations. To declare things. You start declaring things. They are powerful. Declarations are powerful. It says in Job 22, 28, you will declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. So you can declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. When you declare the word of God over your life and over your family and over your circumstances, what you declare will be established. What we declare concerning this nation will be established. We need to declare freedom, justice, liberty in this nation. Amen? That's what we need. Healing for this nation. You know, that, that's just the things we need to do. Start declaring what you want and make declarations in, concerning your, your own life and your family. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, you shall have whatever you say. That's why we've got to be so careful what we say. But if you apply these weapons to your life, it will put you in great stead when the enemy tries to come. When he comes in like a flood, the Lord of God, the Spirit of God, raises up a standard against him. Thank you, Jesus. So, as I asked, what are you declaring concerning your life, your family, even this church, or the nation? We have whatever we say. We need to listen to ourselves. You might be shocked about what you say without even realising. You know, it's amazing how we... We can just say the wrong things. Speak negatively. Because the whole world is in a negative role. And we need to watch what we say. Don't speak death over yourself. Don't speak sickness over yourself. Don't speak poverty and lack. Start saying, I, don't say, oh, I never have enough. You need to start saying, God, well, God, I have enough. You, you, you're my supply. You provide. And I'll have enough. I have more than enough. You said, Lord, that we would have more than enough. So watch what you're saying. Listen to yourself. Absolutely. We, want to, we just want the best for all of you. Want to see you walking in the goodness of God. Enjoying the benefits of God. And we want to see this nation healed and restored and filled with the glory of God. The glory of God is coming. And it's coming very soon. So we need to stop speaking words as a body that empower Satan to bring in what he wants to bring. We need to be declaring good things. Life, and joy, peace, provision, abundance. We should be declaring that God's presence and glory will fill us and fill the church and fill the nation. That's what we should be declaring because your words are powerful. They are powerful, absolutely they are. You know, we are in dangerous times right now. We need to be declaring God's goodness. We need to be declaring his power be released in the nations 
and in the nation. So we've got powerful weapons, and I haven't exhausted them. There are more, but that would, that would do you a lot of good if, to put those ones in place. And uh, it's vital then that you follow the word of God so you can deploy your weapons of warfare that will defeat the enemy on every side. So it's in time we use them all. Not time to muck around. It's time to be serious with God right now. And know that we can defeat Satan and his demons and we can walk in great victory. Absolutely. Okay, so I've got a little thing that you may like to declare or declare. So how about we stand up? So I'll just lead you in this. Do I think it's up? No, I didn't give it. Okay, so here we go. Father God, I repent for yielding to Satan's attacks instead of resisting them. Today, I make a quality decision to use my weapons of warfare against Satan. I refuse to submit to doubts, fear, anger, bitterness, uncleanness, or greed. I choose this day to serve Jesus and him alone. I, do, I choose to keep his word in my heart and in my mouth. I loose all doubts, fear, intimidation, anger, bitterness, failures, unbelief from my soul. Jesus, you are my Lord and my Saviour. And fill me with your Holy Spirit and power. In Jesus' name, amen. Good. Well done. Well done.